Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. White woman tears right here, live to start this game. Thanks, Portland. Oh my god. <laughs> well, welcome into the PHNX Suns post game show. It's the dive bar here as Lindsay can't catch her damn breath and Jeremy Grant takes six steps. I, I thought I took the OGs before. I don't know what's happening right now. This is crazy. Okay, A lot so- of people are upset though. I was I was crying about tonight. It was not an enjoyable game. Obviously, the Suns lost to the Blazers 108-106. Boo, refs. And uh, right before we went live, Sean was like, do the tears. Bring out the tears, Lindsay. So I had to bring out the tears. And then he's just out there cackling because it was that enjoyable. Um, yeah, it was an ugly game. I'm glad your acting skills are on point today. <laughs> was it? Because so, I feel like it was kind of a laugh so, at first. So was Jeremy's, uh, uh, Jeremy Grant's acting skills. Ooh. I've seen Dancing with the Star contestants take fewer steps than Jeremy Grant took on that final shot. Yeah. That was ugly. That was that, that, really that's ugly. A, that's a big, big time miss. Well, and... And the clock operator kind of fucked the Suns there, yep, too, too. Because the clock didn't start when the ball hit his hands. Yeah. So I think that was the most frustrating part of this game, right? Because it wasn't it wasn't a fun game. It didn't feel like the Suns really were able to find rhythm pretty much the entire game. No. But in the fourth quarter, things were starting to turn around. They were looking better for the Suns. Obviously, they were able to cut the lead and get back into this game. And it was, okay, we saw it. Mikel traveled. What is it, like point some odd seconds left on the clock? Barely. One second. One second left on the clock. And then we see this, and it's like, okay, you are paying enough attention in the most important moment of this game to call a travel on Mikel Bridges, but you're not paying enough attention to call a travel when Jeremy Grant takes four doggone steps. It was I mean, the officials are really bad all night long. Phantom calls, phantom and ones, just like you know, the Blazers kept flopping every time they get touched. And it was just, it was really, really bad. But then, you know, it comes to the end of the game. It's a tie ball game. And not only do you get the call against you, but, I mean, clock operator. Come on, bro. Uh, well, okay. I put some of it on book for not making a move quicker and allowing the double team to get him up up near half court. You know, so he had to panic 
pass to McHale, well, yeah, which puts but, McHale in a spot to not succeed Yeah, but then there. McHale also panicked, which oh, is agree. why his feet got all tangled. You know, he, listen, this is fourth year in the league. He's got to be a lot more composed than that. No, I agree on that. And then, yeah, that was just all around bad at the end of the game. But if this team doesn't play so poorly in the first half, in particular in the oh, second yeah. quarter, you don't get in that spot. Oh, yeah. You know, they go 6 of 21 in that second quarter after shooting 50% in the first. You can't play like that. Uh, they played down to an opponent who was missing their top two guys tonight. Mm -hmm. So as much as I want to put this at the heels of the refs or at the feet of the refs, the Suns didn't do themselves any favors in this game. A million either. percent. And especially because the Suns had DA back. Obviously, I know campaign being out kind of throws off the chemistry of that second unit, but we're talking about Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons, two of Portland's top players. Well, we should have been able to put this one away early. True, true. I Listen, no excuses for the Suns. They should have won this game. However, comma, you asked this yesterday, or, uh, not yesterday, but uh, when? Tuesday? Tuesday, yeah. You asked us Tuesday if we were ready to declare Cam Johnson being back. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we said, both of us said, we're going to wait and see how the next, you know, rest I of the season like I need goes. I to start crying here again. I mean, Real you know, tears I mean no. this is now the third or fourth time he's been banged up in a game. This time he actually came out of the game for good. I, I, again, like, I think everybody, uh, listen, everybody to a person loves Cam Johnson. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's a single person out there that hates Cam Johnson. Everybody wants him to succeed. But he's just not reliable right now. And he's just, he's got the shittiest luck in terms of getting banged up. This one even looked like it was, you know, it, it wasn't too bad. And then, you know, he, he's just holding his knee and he's limping. We saw him limping up the court. Immediately, Lindsay's like, Cam's hurt. And I look down, and I'm like, oh, man, geez. I don't even know what to say anymore about this kid. He's just un – he's un he's unlucky. He's no longer the sweet baby angel. He's the sweet breakable angel, all right? No. He's like that porcelain angel you put at the top of the Christmas tree. It's just – it's it's – that's where we're at. I know. Like, I wish we weren't, but that's the reality right now. He can't stay on the court. And if if you're going to be a starter and you're going to be a key contributor to a team with a championship hope, you got to be out there. And I don't care how well he scores when he is available. The fact that he's not available this often makes it very difficult and also showcases the whole you have – uh, on the second unit at power forward because Jay Crowder decided to not play that role and you haven't found a suitable replacement there. Yeah. It's, man, this one just, it just sucks. Like, yes. point blank simple. It just sucks. Cam Johnson, of course, um, in case anybody missed it, uh, got hurt in the first five minutes of the game. I think he played five minutes, and then he left, went to the locker room, and the Suns shared the news that he was not going to return to this game. I didn't exactly see what happened. Uh, so we were actually at the arena tonight for our Suns takeover, which, by the way, shout out to everyone who came out with us. Yes. It was a lot of fun. I didn't exactly see what happened. Did you guys see it? I heard that it. somebody said it looked like he might have twisted his ankle. And then somebody else said it looked like he might have banged knees. Yeah, I thought it was banging knees. Yeah, I did too. Okay. Because I thought he was he was pointing to his knee when he, he was when he looked at Monty. Okay. He was like, you know, yeah. so. 
So are we concerned that that could be, is that, I mean, you played basketball. Always. If you bang a knee with somebody, how long it, do you typically it, kind of look well, at I it mean, if it's bad? Usually if you bang knees with somebody, like you might have a bruise or whatever, but you can you can play. You can get back on the court and play. The fact that they held him out means that maybe there was something else that was a little bit more severe or maybe it just, you know, sometimes it hurts a lot worse. That, you know, sometimes, sometimes when you get a, a bruise on the top of your kneecap, um, it's just in that one odd place that every time you move your leg, you can feel it. Um, and that could be the case too. It makes it hard to bend your knee and, and run and not have pain every single time you take a step. But I mean, at this point, I, I, we could talk about it all day, how important Cam Johnson is, but, um, you know, it, it the other difficulty of this is like, as what was saying now it, it's gotten past the point that it's not just that he's getting hurt. It's, it also hurts your team chemistry because you've mm-hmm. got to consistently have to reincorporate him back in the lineup over and over and over again. And it's just, it's hard. That's why the first unit was so successful last year because Cam, when he was out, well, now the bench has to adjust to a degree before the before the starters do. Right. Now it's the starters, and that's, that's difficult to do on a consistent basis. Well, one of the things that happened when he's not out there with the starters, and I think you saw that tonight, in particular when Torrey Craig came in in that first half, is they don't have to trust the three-point shooting as much, right? Book's the one guy that they really have to focus on because you don't have those three-point shooters. So things become more confined in the middle, and it looked very disjointed uh, offensively in that game. And when did it start... Uh, start uh, kind of opening up again when Damian Lee starts hitting threes, when Landry Shamit hit a few. Like, it keeps the defense honest, and that's what Cam does because they know he can go 7 of 11 from three, uh, you know, and, and they have to be be up on him. And when you lose that, it, it just makes things more congested, especially the way Tory Craig was diving to the hoop a lot and, and running into Aiton at times tonight it was just it was not pretty in that first half we're kind of seeing this uh somewhat of a theme with the suns at least in the in the losses and and in the close game against the mavs and then obviously going back to you know the seven game series with the mavs um when you're a team that has a lot of wings uh, those teams are the ones that have been giving the suns the most difficulty portland's extremely long uh dallas extremely long like it, for whatever reason, that just seems to be a sticking point for this team. Uh, not not a lot of teams have that kind of crazy, you know, depth in terms of wings. But Portland is a very good defensive team, and you know, I think we, you know, shit, I slept on them before the game. I was telling everybody easily they're going to win back to back games by double digits. The Blazers are not a good matchup right now for the Suns team. Portland reminds me of a Walmart version of that uh, Pelicans team we saw in round one. Just a lot of lanky guys that can can spread out on you, cause some problems defensively, and like you said, they it's, the Suns team doesn't match up well with it. And I don't know. I just there's there's some questions that still need to be answered with this roster. I'm not panicking by any means because of good teams one loss, are going to lose basketball yeah, games, yeah. of course. But but I think the Cam Johnson injury and, and not having a suitable backup. It becomes very apparent right now and something that you have to address because you can't trust Cam to stay healthy at this mm-hmm. point. So we have a couple comments that I want to address from the chat. Eldon said, the last Portland game was fun and I didn't even mind that we lost, even though the end results were the same, a two-point loss. This game was just frustrating and not fun at all. Completely agree. 
We have a super chat as well. This super chat is from Michael. Michael, thank you for your super chat. Said, I don't care about the numbers. Book has been trashed last two games, and he lost this one. He went full ball hog mode. Uh, CB CB Craw, I never know how to say your name, <laughs> said um, in response to the full ball hog mode, uh, but he had his normal number of attempts tonight. So did you guys feel like Book was out there being a ball hog or no? No. What do you I think? I don't think he shot well the last two games, but uh, the only thing I didn't like in that final possession was he didn't commit to either taking that shot by uh, making sure they didn't double-team him up that far or commit to passing earlier to a teammate. That's that's my only problem with that final possession, but he also had the big three uh, a little bit earlier at late in that fourth quarter. So... Look, you're going to have off shooting nights. You're going to have two game stretches where you don't shoot the lights out, but he puts up consistent numbers and I'm okay with that. I don't think it was a ball hog mode by any stretch. He turned the ball over sure, but you know, again, Devin Booker is your guy. I, I, again, like I'm I I'm going to treat Booker like Kobe. Like Kobe was not going to pass that ball with, you know, the game on the line or at least he was going to do his damnedest not to. Book Absolutely gets that courtesy as well on this team at this time for sure. And Book is a, has has developed into a, a pretty good playmaker as well. So you know you're hoping that he will make the right play at the right time. Tonight was a little bit delayed. You know it's it's it, there's a flow to this, and they'll get back into the flow, and everything will be fine. And when they're faced with this again, they'll be fine. Mm -hmm. I, I thought, and then everybody's kind of going about Da as well. Are we going to address that right now? or? Well, before we move on to the DA thing, um, I do just want to mention, like with Book, we knew, like, there was a lot of concern about if Devin doesn't play at peak Devin performance type of play, this team is going to be garbage this year. But I will just say, outside of tonight, obviously that we struggled tonight, okay? But the other night, when Devin also had an off night, we were able to win. And I think that's going to be a part of the growing pains, part of the lumps that we have to take as far as other guys on this team growing that we've talked about already this whole entire season. I think that's another portion of it. Well, and if Mikhail doesn't travel and hits a shot there, nobody's saying any of this either. Like, Well, I think know, we would still be uh, saying it was not a fun game. No, I think we'd be saying not quarter, a fun game, yeah. but I don't think we'd be saying – Oh well, this team's in deep trouble with that when Devin Booker doesn't have a great night. I think this is simply they don't match up real well with Portland. There are sometimes good teams have bad matchups, like Saul was saying, and I I think that may be the case with Portland. We've seen two very close games. If I had to put my money on it, you're probably going to see another one tomorrow night. That may just be the way this is going to play out with these two teams this year. Well, at least we, fingers crossed, or knock on wood, in theory, wouldn't have to worry about them too deep into the playoffs. So we'll see. Uh, we do have another super chat, and this all is on your point from Icon. Icon, thank you for your super chat. If DA travels with one second left, we'd burn his house down. <laughs> you're well, not wrong. When you you're say we, I know the general we you're talking <laughs> about. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, Mikhail gets a more of a pass than D.A., but that's because he was taken 10th and D.A. was taken first. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the reality. Yeah. I, I, I'm i not I'm not panicking about D.A. by any stretch of the imagination. I thought 
I thought he played decently well, especially on the offensive side. I thought he was I thought he was solid. He had 24 and 8. Um, you know, he shot 10 of 14. I mean, I don't know what else you want. I love the fact my, my favorite part was the fact that he didn't really he didn't really hesitate on some of those um some of those threes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, it's it's just again, like people are always gonna Yes, he got into foul trouble. I thought a couple of those foul calls were trash. And DA was frustrated. And he he went at the refs as well, but again, like it, it it's not that big of a deal. It really isn't. Twenty four and eight is what you want from him. You want twenty four and eight. Yeah. I, I don't know what else. What do you, he held up his end of the bargain. And especially coming my, the first game back from injury too. Like yeah. I'm not mad at that at all. I don't understand why people are talking about trading him. I, what? Because whenever they lose, that's the, that's what's said. Oh, it's Da's fault. Maybe it's time to deal him. Well, you can't deal him until January, and he's got a no-trade clause. He can choose whether he goes somewhere. So get off that uh, that pipe dream for now. But Pugs and Hugs made me laugh. Uh, he, she, I don't know which, said, we equals Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> On this program, yeah, probably. <laughs> terrible. Just terrible. Um, all I know is that there were not a ton of moments early on in this game that got us really excited or really happy. No, not but even a I will bit. say those two DA threes, they did just that. Oh, and yeah. it was so needed for this one. So for that, at the very least, we're gonna name DeAndre in the draft king, king of the game. As Saul mentioned, he finished with 24 points and eight rebounds, and he was two of two from deep. Th- so congratulations, DA. That second three, if he does like he yeah. dribbled and faked, stepped back and shot it and made it. Like, if he starts doing that, I'm sorry, but that's that unlocks a whole nother level yes. to his game and the way that you know they have to play him as well. Oh my god, mm-hmm. I'd lose my mind if he was able to hit three to four threes a game. Oof. How fun would that be though? It'd be really fun. Well, and that just that so ball fun. handling that he showed mm-hmm. to to dribble like that was another thing we talked about. He's got to work on his handle. Well, he showed it tonight in that play. I hope we see more of that. I hope I hope this now, you know, there's more confidence in him shooting those threes yeah, as well. Absolutely. Also, speaking of the DraftKings Sportsbook app, if you guys have not downloaded it yet, you should absolutely do that. It makes basketball so much more fun. Or a little sad sometimes, but it's very entertaining. So Totri and Sean were here at the end of the game, and they put some money on the DraftKings Sportsbook app tonight on a parlay, I think. And in a game that was a little bit eh, at least in the beginning, they were super into it. Yeah. It made it such a more enjoyable viewing experience, even if your team is having a rough game. So you should download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up using the promo code PHNX because when you use that promo code, you can make a $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 if your team wins. $200 in free bets that you can use for anything on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And my apologies to the gentleman out at our uh, out at our event tonight that I said, yeah, take Cam Johnson as the oh. uh, as the first bucket maker. <laughs> Go for that. Uh, he lost some money tonight. So oh, my, no. my apologies. By the way, did you know we have a new sponsor, Lindsay? Uh, I did. But before you tell everybody about that, I do want to remind everybody that you minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So who's our new sponsor? Well, let's play the ad. We actually have a video ad oh, for our new sponsor. Landell Landon 
Halfway between well done and well said is Phoenix's premier active Suns fan community. Landau Landing is what being a Suns fan is all about. Hustle, self-deprecating humor, serviceable basketball skills, great desert views, and good Australian food. Call or text 602-935-6597 day or night to secure your space. Landau Landing, where we're all dickheads. Hey, I'm Aspo, the spokesperson for Landell Landing. Come on down today, check out the amazing lots and amenities that we have available. Act now before all these lots are gone. Unlike other things, this one's the real deal. No. Uh, so right. that's our uh, that's our new sponsor. Unlike uh, Kaminsky Cove, this is the real deal here. Wow. So, uh, Look so at get our in. production value of our sponsors just going through the roof. Uh, yeah, ri- written uh, by some genius and produced by uh, one Shane Diefenbach. So. <laughs> Love that. But, by the way, get off Saul's ankles. My ankles are here too tonight. So. Well, my ankles. The chat's, the chat's roasting Saul's ankle socks. Yeah, so. I mean, they're here. There you just, go. They're just a little low. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I I did I don't get my feelings hurt about my ankles. <laughs> Hello wants me to do an Australian accent, and I think I'd really offend not only uh, Jock but our Australian listeners. <laughs> so no, I will not I be doing that, that tonight. Um, okay, so you you brought up Landale Landing, right? So I I want to get your guys' thought on this comment from Hello in the chat. They said, "How is Landale our shooter center, but Da makes more?" I. I think Landell has just had a rough go of it. I mean, it'll start opening up for him. And I think I think you're not giving D.A. enough credit, though, too. Mm-hmm. He's proven over the last few years that he can hit that shot. Mm-hmm. And it just takes them having some confidence in him doing it. And I think that's about to come as well. So I, I don't... I've, I've seen D.A hit 10, 15, 20, 30. You've seen him make that many threes in practice. Um, What I did notice, uh, it was kind of cool being able to go to the game today because what I did notice is Jock feels more comfortable, obviously, in pregame warm-ups. And when he's finishing his shot from three, he's actually finishing his shot like all the way down. Um, And he made like six, seven, eight in a row. In the games when I've seen him shoot, he like tends to like – keep his arm or his uh, his wrist open so he doesn't finish his shot completely and just that little bit can be the biggest difference um and it kind of looks like it, it makes it seem like you're being rushed or you're trying to get the ball off too quickly so i th- hopefully he'll make that adjustment um i didn't get to see the three he made because we were walking back but um you know i'd like to see if he, if he was able to actually finish it with his wrist uh other than that it's a small adjustment both of them are going to be good shooters da's obviously going to grow into it a lot more i hope he takes three four five a game because if he's open he should take them yeah um and landell will get it going and then it's going to be over for the rest of the nba i'm i'm really excited if both of them start taking more threes and making them oh my goodness it's going to be so much fun because i don't know what it is about i don't know if it's just because they're they're typically such larger human beings and so it just looks a little bit more wild or more athletic um something about centers hitting threes is just like so exhilarating and so fun for the crowd i feel like it gets everybody right back into the thick of it when when a big hits a three a million percent um 
Taryn has a question, and I'll let you decide if we go to this question or not next. But to regarding I mean, CP3. you know, that is fair because, okay, so Taryn said, if anything, we should be talking about CP3 shooting. So at the start of the game today, he was completely left open on the three-point mm -hmm. line for what felt like 17 seconds. Obviously, it wasn't that long, but it, it was to the point where I was like, well, just shoot it. Like, mm -hmm. we had enough time to actually sit there and formulate an entire thought until he was a, until he took that shot and they just completely disrespected him and left him wide open. Thankfully it went in, which is a positive, but going back to the conversation around Cam Johnson being injured all the time, CP3 isn't that threat anymore. Uh, he just isn't. Espo? Uh, I think we have to ask, is he washed offensively from a shooting perspective? I mean, the defensive strategy against Chris Paul this year has been social distancing. I mean, they're giving him like six feet, and he's not—he's not hitting anything. Like it's—it's it's bad. Like it's—it's it's to the point where you don't have to worry about him, right? Yeah, I think you know at some point you gotta you gotta start to wonder if if it's listen. He's passing at a high level. He's always been able to pass at a high level. Like that's that's just how it's gonna be. I I don't think that's ever gonna go away. But he's not having to force himself to make good passes. He has to force himself to get into the proper position for himself and what he can achieve at this point in his career to be able to effectively score. And those those opportunities are becoming few and far between. When a guy shoots as many threes as he has so far this year and a majority of them hit the front of the rim, that means your leg's not into it. Your body's not into it. You are running out of gas and we're in the first quarter like, he hit one in the first quarter today, but typically this season he has just not shot very well from three. He's not really a three-point threat. I, I would say most teams right now would rather him shoot a lot of threes because it means he's not in the paint where he can really hurt you. So people crowd the paint, let him shoot from the outside. Well, and again, when you don't have Cam out there now, mm -hmm. don't have to guard CP3. Torrey Craig ain't scaring you if that's where you've turned to. Uh, you know, McHale doesn't shoot them very often, even though he can he hit can him at a high them, clip. Yeah. And then what DA you gonna be concerned about now? And Devin Booker. Like this becomes problematic. And I hate to say it because I have the utmost respect for Chris Paul, what he's done in this game, uh, the way he still passes and and him as a leader, but there's no reason to respect his shooting right now. Yeah. And it's it's super unfortunate. And I mean, I think it's fair to question his shooting ability and his offensive contributions, but I still do think it's important to remember that he is valuable in his own way. Yeah. But it is something that we will, will have to address at some point in time. You have to get a more consistent shooter as far as like the injury situation goes or somebody off the bench who you can rely on in order to really open things up on this team if Chris Paul isn't that guy and if Cam Johnson is out for multiple periods at a time. I mean, he's on the season right now, he's shooting 24% from three. Yeah. I Like, you'll take that all day, every day if, if you're the opposing team. Uh, you know, and then field goal percentage-wise, he's, he's only shooting 35%. Like those are those are career lows for him. Mm -hmm. Like again, we're talking about shooting. We're not talking about playmaking. I think he could still, you know, he could throw that ball through a needle at any point in time. He's still one of the best at that. But you could see it. You could see that he's he's just he's lost a step. 
and he's not that guy anymore that's going to be able to drop you 20, 25 consistently like he used to. It's yeah. just not he, – he, getting 16 at this point right now would be a luxury. <sighs> well, hey. it seems like Gerald's about to be here. So you know who's shooting 41% from three? Landry Shamit. Mike Conley. Well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is Gerald in or is he trying to load? Um, I'm trying to get his camera to load and texting back and forth with him. So momentarily. Okay, well, just let me know. Give me a give me a thumbs up whenever we're ready. Yes, we tell do. him to run his ass over here. We got here in <laughs> no. like eight minutes. We do have a super okay. chat from Manny. Uh, Manny, thank you for your super chat. They said, "Do y'all think Cam's availability will hinder the team long term?" If so, what is the solution? While we'd love a scoring guard, um, while we'd love a scoring guard, the power forward spot may be needed. Um, I, again, it, it, with Cam Johnson, I think Cam is definitely one of those players that will be talked about the closer you get to trade deadline, um, especially for guys like Kevin Durant that might be available. Like it's going to come up. It's going to come up whether you like it or not. I really wish um I really wish that Cam Johnson wasn't as injury prone as he is, but because he is and because you have to pay him um a contract if you ha- if you want to try and match it with any other team when he- because he's restricted this offseason, he- he's expendable. He's expendable. Like if you can find somebody that's more reliable, you might do it. At this point, yeah, I saw I, a lot of that tonight. I get that. I mean, I, I I'm understand. not saying it should happen. I'm just saying. I, like, I understand that, but also, this doesn't help his value if you're trying to trade him either. That's I mean, fair. because now you got. But it, but it could. You're right. It just it doesn't. It's the worst case scenario you could be sitting with here for your championship hopes this season is not knowing what you're going to be able to get from him at any given at any given point or time and that's that's the frustrating part because when he's when he's there you know you know he can be good all right guys Gerald's here joining us right now from the arena welcome to girth everybody Gerald how are you doing oh no uh, oh no Oh no. Oh no. Do we have the sounder? Can we just play that? Oh Oh, no. no. (laughs) Uh, It's a. Well, we wait for Gerald. Uh, You know, the the question about what could be done. I mean, obviously, you're looking at Jay and and some other salary combination uh, and, and a pick or whatever is your trade option. Harrison Barnes is a guy that isn't isn't playing great in uh Sacramento right now, but could potentially be a change of scenery. You probably could get him on the cheap. Uh, that could at least help stem the tide. It's not your long-term answer, but it could be a one-year answer. I'd love Laurie Markin in, but I just don't see the Jazz moving off. No, of the only way they'd move off of him is if you know their season fell apart and they know that Markin's value is going to be as high as it ever will be right now. You know, if you're the Suns, you maybe you offer Cam and. A pick or two to get to get 
marketing right now. But again, you're talking about consistency. And this is the thing that, that I'm going to keep saying is like, we're not talking about his talent overall or his shooting ability or when he's on the court. We're not talking about any of that. We're literally just talking about the fact that he just can't seem to stay on the court. Yeah. Um, and that's why we're even having this conversation. So <clears throat> there's, a, there's still a lot to be determined. If Cam, you know, comes back tomorrow, then I think people will feel a lot better about it. But if he misses a couple games, then it's just it, this is never going to go away. Mm -hmm. um, while we wait for Gerald, I do want to remind you guys that our friends over at Four Peaks and all of us here at PHNX, we're teaming up to host all U.S. and Mexico World Cup matches at their 8th Street Pub it's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. You guys can enjoy the game, enjoy beer specials, giveaways, guest appearances, and so much more. And if you want to join us, check the link in the show note to register for absolutely free. Also, we did put out the bingo card, the PHNX drinking bingo card. That's good for both tonight's game and then tomorrow's game as well. So that's on our Twitter page. So if you haven't picked up Four Peaks before tomorrow night's game, you should absolutely do that so you can play drinking bingo with us. Or if tomorrow night's game goes like this one, just drink anyways. Yeah, that right? too. <laughs> but you do have to be 21 years or older to enjoy Four Peaks beer, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. Or if drinking's not your thing, you could also try OGs. I mean, our friends over at OGs Brands are great for either a heightened game experience or for a good night's rest after a game if you just want to fall asleep and forget about all the things you just watched uh, on the court. And we have agreed to a brand new uh, deal. We re-upped with OGs. They're such a wonderful partner, so we're super happy to have them as a part of our squad for even more time. Uh, they've been a blast to work with, and we know that you guys love them as well. We always get your, your fun comments in the chat about OGs, and it makes us laugh. So thank you guys for making this a fun partnership. As always, you can find them at your local dispensary or online at ogsbrands.com. But again, you must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Which strain makes me not want to cry about uh, life and existence? Which one is that song? I think that's the sleepy time one. Uh, <laughs> just, yeah, go yeah, just, go just, just go to sleep. Just go to sleep. Just yeah, go to sleep. Yeah. All right. Maybe Indica. <laughs> Indica would be good. So we did have quite a few people in the chat asking about Dwayne Washington Jr., obviously because campaign was out. Why wouldn't you see a little bit of Dwayne Washington Jr., which I think is a great question. Uh the reason why he was not with the team tonight, from what we are understanding and was reported by Gerald and a few others, is that his lady had a baby. So he's now a dad, uh, or or they're in labor now. Maybe maybe the baby's not here yet, but potentially going to be a dad or already is a dad. <laughs> so that was the personal reason that was reported as to why he was not with the team tonight. But... I will say what Monty said about Dwayne Washington Jr. before the game when he was asked if he might see any playing time tonight was not promising. So Gerald said, quote, I asked about what he's seen from Dwayne Washington Jr. so far, and Monty said, not enough yet to really talk about. He did go on to praise his work ethic, scoring ability, and how he's picking up plays, but it didn't sound optimistic for those hoping to see more of him tonight. Was that Monty being coy because he knew what was going on and that his girlfriend was about to have a baby, so he wasn't going to play? 
Like Monty has a very dry sense of humor. And so is I that would need to see how he said it because written him saying not enough yet to really talk about. If, I, if he said it with a smirk on his face, then I get you. But if he didn't say it with a smirk on his face, we I'm, gotta I'm ask curious. Gerald. All right, Gerald. Hi, we, Gerald. We need some. We need Are you some alive? <laughs> Finally, they're playing some loud music on the court, so I ran out of options of where to sound today. <laughs> so, so you're at Dwayne Washington Jr.'s uh, uh, ho- or, uh, hotel room, uh, hospital, hospital room, room where <laughs> with the baby. Is that what the curtain is? Good one, you? buddy. I am not. I did not get the invite for understandable <laughs> reasons. Okay, so I have a question because we were just talking about Dwayne Washington Jr. and what Monty said about him pregame as far as the uh, what what he's seen from Dwayne and Monty saying not enough yet to really talk about it. Did Monty say that with like a smirk on his face? Was he being like goofy about it because he low-key knew that maybe he would have to leave because the baby was on the way? Or was he being legit? Not really. And to be fair, the question that I asked was basically just what have you seen from Dwayne Washington Jr. so far um, now that you've had a couple more weeks of practices. So it wasn't, you know, obviously it was kind of hinting at maybe will Dwayne play tonight, but it wasn't directly asking him that. So he was just answering my question at face value. Like, honestly, I haven't seen that much of this guy uh, to be able to make an opinion. But he did say, obviously, he's got a great work ethic. He can obviously score the ball based on what they saw in that last preseason game. Um, And he's doing a good job of picking up the plays and stuff. But he did say it's a tough situation to be the third guard on this team just because you're technically more of the fourth guard with the way that they use Devin Booker and Landry Shamet to play make. So it's one of those situations where, you know, his answer kind of told us that he probably wouldn't play tonight. Um, But I think now we actually have another better reason for why he didn't play. So we've been talking about Chris Paul, and there's a lot of other things we could talk about in this game, but let's start with Chris Paul because that seems to be a bit of a concern scoring-wise, not necessarily playmaking. He's still getting the assists at a high level, but shooting-wise, he only takes four shots tonight. He was one for three from three. Portland was basically saying, go ahead, shoot from the outside because, you know, you're shooting 24% from three this season. Um, what, what, what Are you concerned and what are you seeing from, from CP3 out there that, that might cause that concern? Yeah, I think a little bit. And, and Monty touched on this in post game because he was asked about Chris's low shot attempt total there. And he was saying, you know, it could be a flow of game thing. It could be the way that they were playing. But he did say, yes, four shots is obviously way too low for a guy like Chris. They need to get him the ball more and get him in positions where he can get shots off. Uh, How they do that, he said he wanted to kind of look back at the film and see how – because the Blazers, give them credit, they played really good on defense tonight. They had the Suns completely out of sorts in the first half. Um, And only once they matched their intensity and urgency in the second half did things start to change. But, no, it it is a little bit concerning that Chris only took four shots. Um, Like you said, the playmaking has definitely been there. I think it's still part of that adjustment process of letting other guys create a little bit more. But it is one they're going to have to get better at because, you know, Chris needs to take more shots. It's just plain and simple. Gerald, uh, is there any update on Cam Johnson? I know in the chat we had one of our girthlings drop that Dwayne Rankin shared that Cam left the arena on crutches. Have you heard anything additional on Cam? 
Yeah, uh, I asked Monty. He had no update. Cam Johnson did li- leave the arena on crutches, not like the full-on ones, but kind of the I don't I don't know how to describe them. So not the uh, not the two fur, just the one fur. <laughs> he, what did what, he have a cane? Isn't that like not enough? a not a full set of crutches, just a halvesy. <laughs> well, it's 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 one of those things where I don't want people to speculate because it could just be a precautionary thing. We don't know, but obviously not a great sign for him to be leaving the arena on crutches of any kind when you leave uh, the arena we'll today have... are you gonna wear crutch are you gonna have crutches yes i mean i might if they keep cramming me in these spaces man i gotta get a spot on the court <laughs> hey oh uh what what else did you hear like in talking with monty and, and the the players what was kind of the i hate the word vibe but i guess vibe in terms of uh, this game was it just hey it happened some nights or was there any concern with uh, what they saw out there no I, I think it was very much a we know we're better than this kind of vibe we're disappointed obviously that we didn't come out and play the way we needed to um you know deandre Ayton joked that that was the longest second that he's had to ever defend in the nba on that last uh, shot from jeremy grant uh, nobody really touched on the travel stuff. We didn't specifically ask because we don't want to get these guys fined. But um, nobody really touched it when they were describing the last play. DA admitted he kind of got lost thinking it was a lob uh, that was going to Jeremy Grant for a bucket closer to the basket. Um, but, yeah, you, you could just tell. Like, Devin Booker, I asked him about that last play where he got doubled and fed the ball to Mikhail Bridges. And he was saying, I just made the right play. Like, I got doubled. Mikhail was open. I gave it to him. He's been in that situation before. And I'm going to continue to trust my teammates and make those types of plays. It didn't work out for us this time, but it's a learning experience. And that kind of seems to be the consistent theme. Like, coming off that second-round playoff upset, this is something Booker mentioned himself. Uh, you know, you don't want to have that feeling again. So he wants they want to put these guys in these situations um success failure it doesn't matter because in the long run they'll be better for it use it as a learning experience so i think that's kind of what we saw obviously against the team missing damian lillard and anthony simons that's not great but uh you know move on they have a chance to get it back tomorrow night second night of a back-to-back so we'll see what happens then i just i just want your opinion gerald is is it just a bad matchup between the Suns and the Blazers, or what is it about the was, Blazers? I thought that... she was going to ask if Cam Johnson was made of glass. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I go back to that? Yeah. Or is it just that, for whatever reason, the Blazers just have our number? Like, what do you think it is? I mean, I, I feel like the Blazers and the Kings, those are the two teams that the Suns play multiple times early in the season, and they always drop like one or two of them for whatever reason. We've seen it the last couple of years. Uh, we saw it last year when they started, you know, one and three, and they went to Portland and just got their asses beat there. It's it's a random thing. I don't think the Blazers have their number. I, I think Jeremy Grant just made a lot of tough shots tonight, and the Suns did. didn't, didn't get up for the occasion. Like when another team's two best players are out, it's a little bit harder to find that uh, that motivation to be out here and to play as hard as you're capable of. Um, you know, not making excuses for them, but we've seen this from them in the past where other teams have been missing guys. And those games honestly are more dangerous half the time than when they're playing, you know, another contender that has other guys out there. Um, I think it's just the way that this team is wired. They feed off of, you know, storylines or full strength matchups against really good teams. It's a little bit harder to get up for a Blazers team missing both of its best guys. Um, that's just my opinion, but 
I, I think it's uh, – I mean, it's weird. They play them three times a season, and all three are before, you know, November 6th. So, like, this is the season series that they've already lost tonight because of that uh, travel and game winner tonight. I mean, we lost to the freaking Sacramento Kings last year. We'll be right. okay. We'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's November. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, at least if we lose to the Kings at home, they have that laser beam that they can finally <laughs> freaking laser, laser, man. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Thank you, Gerald. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Um, okay, so before we say goodbye, there's a couple more things that I want to talk about. And the first thing is this Twitter thread. So this was one of my favorite things that happened on Twitter tonight. Even though it didn't start well, at least we got this out of it. So obviously the Suns shared that Cam Johnson got hurt and will not return tonight. And Espo said accident prone. To which our friend Darth Voida said, damn Johnson. And then Espo said, might have to be Scram Johnson. And then Darth said his knee like is like Spam Johnson. And then what else did you say, Espo? Let's see. At Thanksgiving, there, Yam Johnson. And then it said, Dar said, when you go to OGs, you ask for a Graham Johnson. <laughs> and then Espo said, when he's a guest on your show, he's a Sons Jam Johnson. It was cute. I thought you guys did a good job with that one. I, I made me laugh. I, I was really bored in that second quarter, and. <laughs> Uh, so I was tweeting with uh, with our friend Darth. Uh, always a pleasure to he and I have some fun on there. So uh, I know that was super random, but I just wanted to share it. I know CB Cross said, "Why are we encouraging Espo like this? This is pri- this is prime Espo. This type of shenanigans I will take all day long." When we say, I it was when we say prime Espo, that means Lindsay approved Espo. Is well, what that means. Let me, let me just say this. I used to have brilliance. Now there's just these slight <laughs> flashes of it that happen every once in a while. So, so what you're saying is you're CP3. Oh, I, oh. No, I miss a lot more than CP3. No. Does. I take a hell of a lot more shots, and I miss them more often. So, uh, By the way, Hello says, Lindsay laughing at Cam's pain. How could you? How could you? It sounded like I said campaign, but Cam's pain is what I'm saying. It wasn't it wasn't so much Cam's pain. It was just I think rhyming is funny. I think it can be I'm call me a child, you but I find puns. it entertaining. Mm-hmm. That's all that's all it is. Um and then the other thing that I wanted to tell you guys about is that obviously we know that the Suns and the Blazers face off again tomorrow. Oh, thank and God. And our friends over at the Game Time app have made it really easy for you guys to get up to 60% off on tickets when you buy them last minute, a.k.a. less than eight hours before tip-off. I will say this. Tomorrow morning. Uh, Around game time, it was cheaper to come to our events with the free food and the beer than it was to buy tickets to the Suns game. I'm telling you, like, hey, listen, I know we're talking about the game time app. It's a fantastic app. You got to click on the link inside of the show notes and get your tickets, especially for like Cardinals right now. You can get tickets for like as low as $25, but also like phenomenal event tonight. Yeah, we did have a lot of fun. But if you want to try and pick up tickets for tomorrow's game, check out the game time app. 
Again, the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. But we did have a wonderful time tonight. Thank you all who showed up and came and hung out with us. The food was great. The drinks were great. The company was even better. Yes. The game could have been better. But like you said, Espo, the company, fantastic. 10 out of 10. It was, it was, what was so cool about it is like every single one, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mark Solera. Um, every single person that came just said it was so great to be around a lot of other people that share the same love for their team. Um, but more importantly, like how they have been following us and that what we're doing right now to try and put these ev events together um, has just been phenomenal. And they, they want to do more. I, I think just about every single person said they can't wait for the next one. Uh, because we just do, you know, we try to do our very best. And each event that you come to gets better and better and better because, you know, we're learning too. And, there's and we're a, a little things. less awkward. I'm uh, a little less awkward the second, third, fourth time around. I, I got to say this. If you want to talk to Lindsay, you better get your ass up you and come. walk over to her. You have to come to me. I'm socially Jesus. awkward these days. I'm really sorry. I, I personally loved... Uh, getting to talk Suns basketball with people that aren't you two. It was oh. nice to. Well, I just no, yeah. I, and that's not a knock on you two. We just that was we do this every day, and it was really cool to be able to talk in person with other people and hear these other ideas and these points of view and perspective on this team that we all love. So it yeah. was uh, yeah. it, it was really fun, and I I like that inter interpersonal connection like that. It's great to have the chat, but it, it's totally different when you get to have yeah. a face to face. Yeah, like we got that. to meet Jay out there. We yeah. got to meet like a lot of the people Tim that have from been Phoenix. Tim that's the other thing. If you tell yeah. us what either your Twitter handle is or the name you have in the chat, it's so great to make yeah. that connection. And I Mark, love that. And Mark, uh, my Doritos were fantastic. <laughs> hey, by the way, I like to low-key just think that Hello was lurking around the event. Right. Uh, but unwilling to, yes. to introduce him or herself. <laughs> I totally believe that. 100%. Hello said, Lindsay, one of those mean girls. No. I just feel really <laughs> uncomfortable in social settings majority of the time until I get to know you. That's why I said I'm better at the thir third or fourth I mean, time around. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Third or fourth time If around. you put Mac, Cheerston, and you together, you guys could definitely be at the one of those tables. No. Lindsay, yeah. how do I say? I'm not mean to other girls. I'm only mean to boys. Lindsay, Lindsay is more... Uh, that does, that's not the same thing. Lindsay, you want to bet? <laughs> what, who, oh, who am I mean to? Oh, you? Oh, me. Oh, no. Let's not on. go there. Oh, oh. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Look Lindsay. at that. See? I think deep down, Lindsay no. was was a nerd. She doesn't want to admit it, but I think Lindsay's a bit of a nerd. I don't think so. No. No, she was not a nerd. No, on the real, Lindsay's very, very nice to people. She's she's a nice person. Don't I'm start just kissing mean, her ass now after you threw her under the bus. I know. Oh, Chelsea. I know. Chelsea, I... Chelsea can be a real dick. Wow, Chelsea's but, yeah. an asshole, but Lindsay's <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate you. Tomorrow we will have our regularly scheduled game day programming, meaning we'll have a pregame show 30 minutes before tip-off, and we will have a post-game show shortly after the game wraps up. So plan to come hang out with us. Until we see you tomorrow, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. And you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Stop trying to make fetch a thing. <laughs> Ahoy hoy.
Hey yo, my lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, y'all always wreck the family. Rally in the valley like...